Yeah, no, speaking normal of, is beneath you. Yeah, yeah. No normies allowed. Okay, no. we're, we're 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 doing a normie genocide. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Oh God, you guys are gonna have to read Chris's manifesto someday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, uh, I I got my new license. I got a license renewed. Uh, it was and like the document itself is old, and like all and like the address is really old, and the picture makes me sad. Uh, because. <laughs> I look so young in that fucking yeah. picture. Hell yeah. Uh, um, I'm not looking forward you to getting it. You still got it, by the way. Thank you. Well, yeah, I got my new license. You don't look a day past 14. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't yeah. know what that says about me. What's up? What's up? <laughs> uh, no, uh, and... Uh, Boy groom. <laughs> I, I gotta say, though, I, I, I look like I'm... I'm yeah, I the, the photo... I don't know, Chris. Real time reaction to the photo on my license. Oh, dude, you you look pretty snazzy. <laughs> I don't you, know. If you, that's... you you look like an '80s pilot. Yeah, there like, it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that is a nice way to put that, right? I'm I'm a. Uh, you I'm, look like a John Stamos. Yeah, I'm like flying you on Pan Am, <laughs> and man, this company isn't doing too well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but but actually, the, I bring it up only not because of my picture, but because of the um. All the the uh, anti the security, security measures yeah, are fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, they're getting yeah. pretty crazy. Like yeah. there's a a a uh, 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 hologram of my head that then goes into like my birth date, depending on like how I hold it. It shit's nuts. It's, it's wild. A, it's actually a sobriety test. Like the cops are just gonna make you pull out your new enhanced license yeah, and, and then like, look the at it, is that? and then just be like, and just watch how yeah. fascinated you are with right. it. Yeah. <laughs> or they're gonna be like, name three security features on this driver's <laughs> license. My my wife just got her um, passport renewed, uh, and the new passports that come out have two images of you. One of which is like hard and like laminated into like the standard like passport looking picture and then the other one is on the page immediately above it and it's made of your full name but like written in like swirly like fingerprint style like uh uh graphic so that that's it, how it, that the, yeah. the id has that too yeah that yeah. shit yeah. looks hard as hell to fake yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but you also need to be able to see really well to, to actually note whether or not it's saying what it says so well one of the things that's interesting about this new ID is that you can feel so so many of the security features are things that you can feel with your hand. Oh yeah, which are very difficult to fake. Interesting in a, on a yeah on an ID and so, very useful when you're in a dark bar trying to card someone. Yeah. <laughs> like it has a raised uh, New York State on it. Like you can feel the the shape of New York State. Yeah, it's that just cool. made me think of like you, you know Daredevil. How, like, Daredevil is blind, but, like, has, like, oh, yeah. even better vision than most people for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it never made sense to me. <laughs> I'm just thinking of, like, a Daredevil, like, uh, bouncer for, like, a local club. And <laughs> <laughs> you smell under 18 or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. like all of his, everything's in here. Yeah, it's like, your cologne choice. You're definitely not 21. Right, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's Axe. Get out. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Or, you must or, be 16. Yeah. Or, or it's, like, Sherlock Holmes. Or it's like I've deduced 
that you're actually 35, but you're still not allowed in here because you're a pedophile. And <laughs> and he, like, fi- and he, like, figures it out through, like, the dust I'm on his shoe. I'm not a pedophile, I'm an inner-phebophile. God. Yeah. Yo, that'd be crazy. Imagine, like, a, uh, like, Q anon-adjacent Sherlock Holmes drama. Yeah. Where he's a pedo hunter. Yeah. Netflix, get at me. Yeah, yeah right? seriously. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, in the Northeast, this week... We're in the cool zone. It has, it was cold yesterday. Yeah. It's very odd. I'm in a sweater. Same. It's late June. Um, and meanwhile, the the southeast is getting dome. Yeah. It's getting that heat dome. Yeah. yeah. And so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we, all, we took it. We took all of their coolness. Yeah. And I'm just saying, you know, yeah. we need climate equality. Yeah, that's really what we're, what I'm asking. We need a for redistribution yeah. of temperature wealth. Yeah, in this country, it's all out of whack. Yeah, like, like th- did you hear the um the uh, the White House this week go seamlessly from saying that federal policy is going to try to force fossil fuel uh like companies to invest their record profits into higher production of fossil fuels, and then. The next thing they were saying is, and we're very concerned about these extreme high temperatures that huge swaths of the country are experiencing. Like, you know, without missing a beat. Like, you know. While at the same time thinking like, oh, we could give like rebate cards for gas to, because it's too expensive. But then they can't do it because there's a chip shortage. Yeah, that's fucking funny. And then... But th- but then also you could just like give people money that doesn't require chips. Yeah. But then how would they and, use a bunch of petroleum to make a bunch of plastic that nobody needs? Right. Come on, David. That Think. then could only brain. be given to the fossil fuel companies and not just like used for whatever you need. Yeah, it's so like when your offset. aunt gives you a gift card to like Olive Garden because she doesn't want you to use the thirty dollars to buy pot or whatever. <laughs> right. Like, that's what that's what this is. Yeah. Which is like, why am I going to go to Olive Garden without the pop? Pot. Pop? Pot. Pot. Yeah. Meant to did say did pot. you forget what weed is called? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. No, I want to go I want to go to an Olive Garden in Minnesota <laughs> and order a pop. <laughs> Bottomless pop. <laughs> Soup, salad, and hot dish. <laughs> hey, when you're here, you're family. You're familia. What do you think you guys want to start? Speaking of Famiglia, you guys want yep. to start with an Iron Reads? Oh, yeah. We have a pretty good one. This comes uh, from our boy, Chris Churchill. We love him. I do. I truly do. His politics are sus, but his writing, I do really like his writing style. He really has the makings of like a David Brooks. Sure, like, he's, yeah. He's our region's David Brooks. He is. Yeah. I think you that's know, absolutely right. You know, uh, um, I that 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 doesn't mean he's dating someone thirty years younger than him. I, yeah. I don't mean to. He imp- might be. Imply that we don't. Know. <laughs> Could be. So the title of this uh, op-ed is "Letting Go of Andrew Cuomo." The disgraced former governor isn't running for his old office. It's time to move on. Wow. Okay. Very deep, and it's it's the the header is um. Is uh, Cuomo with his dog, which, if you guys recall, yeah. after he resigned, he just left it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that dog got liberated, and I'm here for it. <laughs> All right, let's dive in. Rich Atzapardi. 
we're already off to a fantastic start with Italian names. Don't worry, yeah. there will be many. Still, the spokesperson for Andrew Cuomo likes to say that the former governor is living rent-free in the heads of his critics. Much as I hate to agree, he isn't wrong. Cuomo was a larger-than-life presence in this state, this town especially, for more than a decade. He was a tragic figure, ultimately, a man undone by serious faults and failings. He was also, I have to admit, fascinating, a never-ending source of outrage, amusement, gossip, intrigue, fear, and awe. Just the other day, I saw somebody on Twitter say, like, do you guys remember when Andrew Cuomo said the N-word on, the, on like, public <laughs> radio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Alan, come on the show. Tell us. <laughs> give, give us the behind the scenes. I want to know what y'all cut out. I'm yeah. sure that there was some. Yeah. And then, just like that, he was gone. Deservedly so, I'll add, given the cascading scandals that led to his resignation. But his absence has required some getting used to. Cuomo was a dark cloud over state government, and many of us grew accustomed to the gloom. Sure, the sunshine is nice, but we're like Londoners in July, suspicious of the cheer and conditioned for something else. That's probably why so many in Albany expected Cuomo to run for governor this year, even though the premise was absurd. Politicians do not resign from office one year and successfully run for the very same office the next year. Don't they, though? I, th- I can't think, think of anybody who right. resigned and then ran again for the same office the following year. Uh, yeah, that would be a power move. Yeah. <laughs> it, would, it would definitely be like a, yeah. like a big swing in balls move. Yeah. yeah. The world moves on and quitters get left behind. Son of a bitch. I just accidentally clicked on paid content. Oh, no. no. Okay, no, it's fine. I'm using reader view, so the ads yeah. are pretty minimal. But. Oh. But if anyone could do it, Cuomo seemingly could. He had $18 million in campaign contributions piled up. He had name recognition, the considerable force of his personality, and a record of considerable electoral success. It was hard to believe that he'd simply go away. Plus, the former governor hardly disabused anybody of the notion. He didn't rule out a run, telling anyone who asked that he was keeping his options open. He talked like a candidate. He launched a website. He hired, he aired commercials. And he continued to behave as a kind of quasi-governor. Just last month, after the mass shooting in Buffalo, Governor Kathy Hochul spoke at the grieving city's True Bethel pa- Baptist Church. And Cuomo, soon after, did the same. <laughs> what an <laughs> unrepentant piece of shit he is. Re- Who invited him? So, yeah, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Reading from a teleprompter, the former governor touted his own accomplishments. He blamed mass shootings on government inaction. He railed against extremists on the left and extremists on the right it sounded like the start of something it sounded like a campaign speech wow you are at you're in one you're in the blackest city in new york after a white supremacist fascist self-described killed how many 11 black people nine 11 people i think nine of whom were black and you are complaining about extremists on the left and the right? Both sides do it. Both sides. Both yeah, sides you know, if it. I had a nickel for every time a fucking communist, like, walked into a mall and just, like, shot 20 people with an AK-47, boy, I'd have zero. No nickels. I'd have no nickels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Cuomo isn't running for anything. The Democratic primary for governor is later this month, and his name will be missing from the ballot. Meanwhile, the May 31st deadline for submitting signatures to run as an independent in the fall has passed without a Cuomo surprise. Cuomo? Cuomo. I don't know why I said Cuomo. (laughs) (laughs) It's over. It's really over. 
Wait, but couldn't he mount a write-in campaign like Byron Brown did in Buffalo's mayoral race? Sure, he could try. And I could try to run the New York City Marathon. It wouldn't go well for either of us. <laughs> I'm convinced Cuomo wanted to run. That, like a Targaryen with a couple of dragons in the garage, <laughs> oh, he aged no. for revenge and retribution, longed for the restoration of a crown he believes is rightly his. So, so oh, you, you, you guys, for a while, in a while, we'll, we'll be talking about how HBO is filming in Troy again, but I, I didn't know how deep HBO's power was in upstate New York. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, we're, we, we're having some spinoffs. You have to rem- remind people that of the good times. When everyone was making references to Game of Thrones. Remember- oh, there's going to be a Jon Snow, yeah, a new Jon yeah. Snow. Um, oh, really? Yeah, post post the wall. Yeah. I, I just like I just imagine a, a, a an HBO executive being like, remember when everyone was naming their daughters Arya? Come on, guys. Remember the good times? Yeah. <laughs> remember when people were uh, uh, naming uh, a luxury loft uh, King's Landing before the... <laughs> Before the finale, burned the whole thing down, and then immediately called it Insight instead. Instead. (laughs) (laughs) That was so fucking funny. All right, right, long for the restoration of a crown he believes is rightly his. He continues to act as though his departure from office is some sort of grave injustice, as though he was victimized. He wasn't. But Cuomo must have realized... He did did a bunch of victimization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Cuomo must have realized that the odds of success were slim and the likelihood of a humiliating failure was high. Or maybe he worried that an independent run would sink Hochul but elect Lee Zeldin, the presumptive Republican nominee. Better not to risk it. No, it's it's Giuliani Jr. Is it? That, that's yeah, that's, Lee, that's Lee, who Lee Zeldin, I think, is uh, wasn't he like the Democrat or something? Like, I got some weird. No, uh, no, op- no, he's attack. a Republican. No, he, he's a Republican. Oh, okay. No, I, I'm just saying that I think. Uh, no, Giuliani New Yorkers hate Giuliani. <laughs> yeah, no, not no. at no fucking shot. Yeah. I just want it. <laughs> and so the gubernatorial race proceeds without Cuomo. That's healthy for New York. Let that sun shine. But also a little weird after a decade of his dominance and iron rule. With voters seemingly uninterested, turnout for the primaries promises to be extremely low. The results might surprise us. Who would have imagined this Cuomo-free race just a year ago? Two years ago, when the COVID-19 pandemic was apparently affecting everybody's judgment, including my own, (laughs) he was being touted as a future president. He should replace Joe Biden on the Democratic ticket. He's a national hero. He'll be the first Italian-American president. (laughs) finally finally Finally. the italian americans can breathe can breathe free and hold their heads high now it's ron DeSantis, the republican great-great-grandson of salvatore storti and luigia colucci good god who's most likely to clear that hurdle which given how the two once sparred must be galling for cuomo again cuomo why Cuomo. Cuomo, man. I'm giving it, I'm giving it a whole extra <laughs> yeah, um, a syllable. Uh, syllable yeah, yeah. yeah. The Florida governor? That guy? Yes, that guy. Yeah, the that DeSantis guy. political star is rising. The Cuomo star crashed to the earth and was run over by a truck. Oh. Or maybe Cuomo flew it too close to the sun and it blew up or something. I don't know. You get the point. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't meant as a political obituary. Cuomo at 64 keeps himself fit and is 15 years younger than Joe Biden. It's all at Saratoga water. <laughs> <laughs> he could still run again for something someday. 
comebacks are as American as baseball and gun violence. Yo. That was sick. That was Shots fired. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No, no. No shots fired. But Cuomo, no longer relevant, won't be New York's next governor. It's time to get him out of our heads, or at least charge the man rent. Yeah, make sure it's market rent. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, market rate. Yeah. Yeah. No affordable housing for Cuomo. (laughs) So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, fuck them. We're we're thinking too much about uh, Andrew Cuomo. So Chris Churchill wrote us a whole op-ed <laughs> about, to, to, about to tell Cuomo. us stop, to stop. It's, don't think of an elephant. I, I I feel like we were really robbed though of like the fail son debates between Giuliani and Cuomo. Oh, that would have been pretty funny. Yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been so good. Is Giuliani like really making a serious push for yeah. like that guy has no sauce. That guy is he is one of the most disgusting men I've ever seen. It, like watching him talk is it it triggers my gag reflex. Like he's so gross. Yeah, he he looks like um like a fucked up Gary Busey, and that's really yeah, like an even more fucked up <laughs> yeah, Gary Busey. Yeah, and hearing that he was like fucking schlitzed on election night, uh, telling Trump that like he should just lean into the election uh, being oh, stolen. Rudy, yeah, yeah. Rudy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, are you talking about Andrew? The, oh, yeah, okay. son. yeah. The, the, the spawn. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought we were talking about Rudy. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's pretty pretty wild, and the fact that um, you know, like Trump, who's like you know, a teetotaler, like it, it despises drunks and stuff. The only person whose counsel he was interested in was Rudy's because he trashed Rudy Giuliani. Because he was the only one who was like, nah, man, you still got this. He was his hype man, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he was, he was saying the things that, that he wanted to hear. And that's, that's powerful. Maybe we should talk about J6 uh, just briefly. Sure. Sure. Uh, it turns um, out it's not um, convincing anyone of anything. Nope, it's just further entrenching all of us. <laughs> yeah, who, who would have guessed? I could have never predicted never, that. Never, ever. Like, yeah. yeah, and NBC traveled to like a couple of swing states and talked to Republican voters in these swing states, and all of them were just like more convinced than ever that the election was stolen and. Um, everything Trump said was true and everything Giuliani said was true. Yeah, the, the way the article opens is is, is kind of clever, where it begins with, like, disgusting. I can't believe they did that. This is awful. And they're, like, they're talking about January 6th, but they're uh, not. <laughs> well, they are, but they're not talking about, like, what happened not to the Capitol. About, yeah, 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 the Capitol. yeah, they're talking about the, the, how, the panel. How, how Mike Pence wasn't hung. Yeah. That was the most disgusting thing. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Look, all of sorry. us can find common sorry, ground sorry. on something. Yeah, Hanged. yeah. <laughs> we need, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we need to we need to find like the parts you know of where there's bipartisan solutions. Yeah, one of them is a Mike Pence must go. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and now it's totally flipped. Like uh, the Dems want to like give him the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Yeah, right. Which yeah. is going to be hilarious. That's when it so fucking funny. It's going to be so fucking Look, funny. They- they care about women's rights and the right to, you know, um, access abortions and, uh, yeah. yeah. Important stuff. It's very important. But yeah. Um, who would have thought, who would have thought that, um, it would turn out this way, that there would be like a, uh, total spectacle, um, for people, uh, who already feel the way they feel to, to see that government is, um, you know, being serious and doing something to stop, you know, the, uh, uh, another January 6th from happening without it actually being that at all. Yeah. The, the clearly, I, to me, the only thing it seems like it's doing is rehabilitating the uh, images of Liz Cheney, Bill Barr, 
and Mike Pence in, in the <laughs> yeah. uh, in the eyes of Democrats. Like yeah. that's that's all that this does is like let people be like Bill Barr isn't such a bad guy. Yeah, and and, and until he yeah, who he is, he's a horrifying pedophile person. Yeah, they're they're, <laughs> they're trying Allegedly. to reshape the future of Republican le- Party leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're trying to set the table for so-called moderates like Liz Cheney um, who- to. Like, you know, to, to be the next generation of Republicans. But yeah. it's not going to happen. It's Trump not going to happen. owns the party. It, and, and that's, so if that's obvious to everybody, right, then the question is like, what are they really doing? And I think the Democrats are saying like, oh, no, we need, you know, the Republicans and the Republican Party as a whole isn't a bunch of like right wing psychopaths that are trying to like drive us into like a, a monarchical society <laughs> like and restrict abortion access and like just pull us way 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 back into uh, a patriarchal past no 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 they're like people of reason and uh of uh no like noble uh you know values and like it, so they're painting this like picture of like that the Republicans are like good and necessary by taking the most marginalized Republicans like ever <laughs> yeah. and being yeah. like, oh, this is who this is who I, I think of when I think of the Republicans. I, I keep a picture of Liz Cheney and when not a single fucking Republican feels that way. Yeah, Liz it's... Cheney is like the Juan Guaido of the Republican Party. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, this is this is the one we recognize as the leader. It's this one. Oh, look at how much power they have. Look at how look at the the people. Well, she's not going to come to power on her own. They're not going to, like, elect her. But, like, you know, we need to get her into power. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, centrist Democrats always love to say that, you know, the two-party system, which is so good and we should fight tooth and nail to keep it, uh, depends on a a healthy opposition from the Republicans. We need need a strong Republican party. Nancy Pelosi loves to fucking say that. (laughs) It's so dumb. Like, it's just so... It's exactly what we deserve. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just like, we, we've talked about it before, but just to reiterate, like, the Republicans are playing to win. They are doing a disciplinary, uh, like, a se- series of actions for their party to bring about a specific, like, majority outcome uh, post this um, uh, midterm election. And that outcome is going to be to overturn the 2020 election and install Donald Trump. And that, like, they're doing that to win they're like disciplined and they keep they make people toe that line and like their goal is to like actually get a specific thing done and they're probably going to do it meanwhile they have like, an incredible propaganda machine too that's like very helpful and you know even if I, 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 i've seen some people say like well they, they're just saying that like they're not gonna do it but like then at least like look at this amazing loyalty test where you have a t- the most powerful people in the in like the most powerful uh, uh, legislative body in the world unfortunately like you get you're able to get them to say a completely insane thing for really no direct benefit other than it's very popular and isn't it scary that it's popular that the, this insane thing is popular yeah. and you can Who's get it? them to do it like that this is this alone even if they don't actually do it like the process of this loyalty test is horrifying and like <laughs> It could be done for any specific Democratic Party agenda item if right, the Democratic yeah. Party was actually a party with an actual agenda and not just a like PR branch of like the corporate like ruling class. Yeah, you like, you, you can't get all of 
the Democratic Party to say Black Lives Matter or that climate change is real or that abortion is a human right. Like, you can't get all Democrats to say any of those three very true popular things. Yeah. And uh, but you can get like every single Republican that knows that where their bread is buttered that that Donald Trump is our son king. Like, yeah. That like where's your yeah party discipline? It's important. Yep. It does it gets things done? So just remember that like it isn't exclusively the Republican Party that's going to usher us into the next like stage of fascism of America. Like th- by doing what the democrats are doing they are also being the hayan maidens into this apocalypse like they are very consciously like asleep at the wheel on purpose (laughs) oh and i just i i don't have it prepared to talk about but i was reading this article about how like the new uh strategy for democrats is to do what hillary clinton did which is to choose their own opposition as like the most extreme right wing candidates at like state at state levels all around the country and then get them elected and then fucking get them elected. Yeah, exactly. Hillary Clinton wanted to run against Trump and did everything she could to make sure that that was what happened. And then she lost to them. And apparently Democrats all over the country in swing states are like, we should do what she did because it worked so well. And then you get a book tour where you get to blame everybody outside of yourself and your allies (laughs) um, for the loss. um, And then just do a lot of hand wringing and, you know, like, um, and fundraise, uh, fundraise, fundraise. Yeah. Yeah. You get and keep all the money that you fundraised and then didn't win with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 so speaking of discipline daddies, uh, well, one we got oh a great we got a great comment from the uh, on our uh, Patreon about the MK Ultra. Episode. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, uh, we we are the the mommy and daddies of MK Ultra. <laughs> like, we, we, <laughs> Patreon dot com slash Ironweeds. You 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 get you you'll get exactly what you deserve. Um, uh, but no brains I, squeaky clean. Yeah, guaranteed. But, but no, the 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 disciplined daddy I'm thinking about is the Fed. Oh yes, shit! Yeah. This is wow. Really bringing the hammer down on these plebes that have had it too good for too long. Yeah. So I don't know if if you've noticed the price of gas lately. It's very high. Yeah. It's extremely high. Yeah. And highest I've ever seen it. Over oh six dollars in oh, many places. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Over and, five in every place in the capital region. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the, and uh, you know inflation right it's still a thing. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Record rates. It's go it's going up higher. The and the Fed uh, on Friday. Uh, um, announced that they were increasing interest rates by 75 basis points. And basis points are like 0.1% of, of, of a percent, right? So, so that's 0.5%, I think it said, right? 0.75% oh, okay. uh, interest rate increase. Oh. So, uh, um, and, uh, which is the highest rate hike since 1990? 94. 94. 94. Okay. Yeah. So like uh, about 30 years. Highest interest rate hike, and that means that the price it just means the price of borrowing goes up, which usually increases the price of everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, or or at least the cost of everything. And the idea uh, that the Fed basically says is that this is supposed to discipline labor, yeah, because tighten up that labor market. Yeah, yeah, which is it, it's running too no, hot. it's too tight. It's yeah, it's too it's tight. Too tight. Yeah, you got to oh. loosen the labor market. Yeah. See, I, a tight labor market nice means that everyone has a job, <laughs> and in case you're not noticing, everyone having a job is bad for capitalism. Yeah, like this is this is considered. It's bad. currently one to two, one one uh, worker to two job. Jobs. Oh, oh, in terms uh, of openings, yeah, interesting. If, if labor has the advantage in like 
the the equation of how much it gets paid that's bad for the economy and you have to be disciplined yeah. and they will and they will like shoot themselves in the foot right they will cause a recession they don't care about that, though. Yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, I guess they don't give a shit if there's a recession. Yeah, 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 they're not shooting themselves in the foot. They're shooting the the economy in the in the foot. Yeah, yeah. which uh, you know is, they're shooting us in the yeah, face. Yeah, is what yeah. Doing. <laughs> and it turns uh, yeah. well, you shoot the economy in the foot, and because the boot is on your face, it goes straight the, through. The, yeah. the and you had a through. false foot in that boot. Yeah, so you're yeah. fine. Or it's an invisible boot. <laughs> it's just, it's actually just like a, a bunch of invisible boot. Oh, yeah. that's fucking yeah. good. Episode title. It's just a, like a big roll of like stakes inside of a boot, so that when you cut through it with like a axe, like in those cold steel uh, infomercials, you ever see this? No. Yeah, there was like a whole bunch of YouTube videos where they were like testing out like katanas and battle axes and all this other shit. And they'd always demonstrate their like medieval weaponry by putting like meat in a boot and then slicing the boot in half. Anyway, we can edit this out. (laughs) (laughs) So the, so, so what, from what I understand, raising interest rates means that businesses will be less likely to invest in the business and thus less likely to be hiring. And thus there will be fewer job openings for, um, you know, this tight labor market where workers are able to, uh, seek out higher wages, um, organize, unionize. Yeah. Which we've seen, you know, the, like the largest movement of workers organizing in like, several decades. So now, of um, course, like what, what we have, w- one thing that, the, you know, that of course, you know, the Fed doesn't mention when they, when they do stuff like this is that, um, you know, uh, profits of at major companies have gone up also to the point that record high, record high median, to, uh, what was it? 42% over yeah. the last year. Right. Yeah. So that means that, that yeah. like you don't need to. Have like, higher prices? Hi- yeah, you don't have to have <laughs> higher prices. Like, yeah, if, if there were, say, for example, like price controls, right? Yeah, and you, you don't need to have workers be paid less because yeah, everybody's making more money. Correct. Which they can use to pay workers who aren't willing to work their shitty fucking jobs. Correct. So, <sighs> uh, I love the efficiency of the. You know right. what I love about this is how efficient it all is. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So you know, just, just like how you know, after the Great Recession, they bailed out banks and they didn't bail out like they didn't like help homeowners. The same way now, like the the salute the quote unquote solution to these economic problems is always to send money up, not to like make the most people's lives better. Shit, it's almost whole, like our right? government yeah, is run by a group, crazy. A, a class of people that aren't the workers. Wild. Yeah. Huh. And, like, the thing that is supposed to make this economic system superior to, like, a command and control system is that, like, everything is supposed to kind of even itself out based on prices and materials and labor and, like, you know, these things will just naturally create equilibrium yeah. um, in, a, in a much more efficient and and with a quicker turnaround time than a command and control economy yeah and yet here we are um unable to get chips so that the government can give us money that we need to <laughs> live uh we're unable paying... to feed babies but forcing more babies into existence by yeah by by forcing people to be pregnant and bring children be, bring babies to term bring fetuses to term uh housing prices have skyrocketed you can't fucking find a new or used car that is like that that you wouldn't need a mortgage for but we I also mean, won't invest in public transportation or some other option oh God, outside no. of the cars that you can't afford or find yep 
we can't fix our roads. Um, bridges are just falling down. People are dying. I saw a story just today about a family who the city's water main, asbestos lined water main, which was above their house on a hill, burst and it was shooting like hurricane flood levels of water down this hill. The, the family's house f- slid down the hill off of its foundation. What? Everything was utterly destroyed. All of their possessions. The insurance company denied their claim, and the city is not accepting responsibility for the broken water main. So these people have lost every... All they have are the pajamas they were wearing in the middle of the night when they fled their home. What the fuck? What city is this? Uh, ooh, I, could, I would have to look it up. I okay, yeah, I we don't need to dox somewhere in the but... Pacific Northwest, Wow, um, I want to say, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but you know, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, best economic system in the world. We were also looking at something today that like one in five Americans can't read. One in five Americans, uh, do, are not what we would call literate. Yeah. Yeah. Struggle. Which I believe that's reading it, being able to read at an eighth grade level is I think how literacy is usually. And, And this isn't about like, you know, being able to pay attention or having like comprehension it's just like not being able to put together a lot of written down words yeah Yeah. like not like basically reading comprehension um test of like a short you know multi-paragraph thing is like about one in five of us can't do it right like like people like like literacy tests for jobs like people are failing not like oh i you know i I didn't enjoy cops can't like cops are having a hard time hiring people who can pass the fucking cop test that like probably like your your golden doodle could yeah. pass or whatever like yeah. like a beagle could pass these tests but a very li- literate beagle but yes yeah. they're very smart i don't know if you've ever <laughs> met a beagle they're they're stunningly intelligent but, um uh, but yeah they they can't spell particular individual so can't, <laughs> can't, can't become a police officer um, uh, there, there's two. There's two little baggies. One is labeled cocaine, and the other one is is labeled uh, baking soda. And they don't know which one's <laughs> so, that's one part of the, the test to be a cop. A beagle would never fail that. Test. No, no, it wouldn't. But it could just smell. As you as you guys know, I've been kind of like watching a lot of these interrogation videos on YouTube, which is just like tra- I love trash, like any kind of trash content. Num num num. I want to. I want to watch it. I want to eat it up. <laughs> You're like the, the 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 raccoon of media. Yes, <laughs> uh, just eating from the trash can of ideology. Yeah. And a lot of something that I notice in so many of these is that when they read somebody their Miranda rights, um, which you know <laughs> we may not have those for much longer either, according to the Supreme Court, they have they ask you if you are if you're literate, can you read and write? And a shocking number of people in these videos, and of course this makes sense because like police profile the poor. And the poor are the most likely to not have basic literacy. Mm. But they, but you know, they have to ask, like, can you read and write so that they can read their Miranda rights and sign it? And a shocking number of people say that they can't, which means that the police have to translate our Miranda rights into like more like plain, like plain spoken, you know? So like you have the right to remain silent. So that means you don't have to say anything. I can't make you say something. And then, you know, Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. If you say something today in this room with me that's being recorded, 
we can use that if to we decide you, to prosecute but you. Never to help you. Exactly. Yeah. So like it's it's wild. Um, yeah. In fact, actually, when you break down the Miranda rights and explain them like you're talking to a six year old, it sort of explains like how fucked up <laughs> like, the whole thing right. actually is. It explains is. why yeah. you should never Ever, ever, ever talk, talk to, to the cops. Cop. Yeah, ever. yeah. The, the 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 real Miranda rights should, should be: Do not talk to me. I am not here to help you. <laughs> yeah. If you do talk to me, I will use it against you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you should get. I an will attorney. try to ruin your life with yeah. any words that you share. Yeah, yeah. you should get an attorney. If the, you those, can't afford one, do it anyway. You know those two pot attorneys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Hot Brothers at Law. Yeah. yeah, they're really spreading the good shut word the out here. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <sighs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> good recap uh, as to where we're at. Yeah, um, yeah. Let, let us know. Are you in the cool zone this week, or are you getting dome? We want. <laughs> we want to know. <laughs> what if I'm in the cool zone and I'm getting dome? Uh, you mean the best of all worlds? Yeah, exactly. Well. <laughs> what if I'm chilly but busted? <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of uh, busting, the Finger Lakes. Yes. Uh, is that anything? Is that's, that's, yeah, no, that's, no, I think right. that's something, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a non-gendered um, way to bust. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so we'll have two... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, we'll have to. We'll Not binary ha- <laughs> <laughs> Happy Pride Month, Happy everyone. Yeah, Happy Pride, Pride, Pride Month. month. We love you. Um, so we'll have two articles. One is the um, uh, like the 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 press release, and the other one is this Gothamist article, uh, that's actually from way back in February about um. A Bitcoin mi- mining operation in in the Finger Lakes, um, right? So uh, it's we are a, children. Yeah, we're yeah. we're definitely children. <laughs> it's called the the Green Ridge Generation Power Plant in Dresden, New York. Is um it, it shut down? It, it's it's sorry. It's a uh, um, decommissioned decommissioned power plant, uh, a natural gas power plant, right? But in 2020, that decommissioned power plant was restarted. Not to power, like, maybe a factory to make baby formula, for example, which we desperately need, or, like... Uh, chips. Chi- yeah, yeah. The chi- <laughs> cars. The chips, cars, or, like, just people, paper. people's homes, maybe, like, you know, r- r- uh, like, bring in more electricity to reduce the price to relieve, like, you know, price... Yeah, uh, charge some electric prices. cars. Yeah. Prices, or maybe redirect that natural gas to bring down the price of natural gas, because that's also expensive. Uh, no, it was um, used to power 24-7 Bitcoin mining, mining operation uh, to support 20,000 computers that produced 1,866 Bitcoins with a revenue of $100 million. Damn. And we talked about this in an episode like a few, maybe a month or two ago, that this is happening in a lot of places. We were speaking specifically about Appalachia, mm-hmm. and it was just like destroying people's towns mm-hmm. because it's these loud vibrating hideous buildings um or in this case it's just like the natural gas power plant that we shut down to save literally save the planet right (laughs) Right, yeah no Uh, let's fire it back up to do complicated math for no fucking reason right part of the new york's climate leadership and community protection act mandated a reduction of economy-wide greenhouse gas emissions by 40 percent by 2030 and no less than 85 percent by 2050 from 1990 levels 
And so we shut down this power plant to meet those not good enough goals. Yeah. <laughs> Already not good enough goals. Right. Um, and, uh, and recently the surrounding municipalities um, sent out a bipartisan, we love to see it, folks, bipartisan uh, um, uh, letter to, to, uh, to uh, Governor Kathy. Even the Republicans were like, "This is this is this is gross. Well, we don't need this." <laughs> right. Well, well. So, right. So here's the thing: is that like it's it's in direct like competition with ecotourism, which yeah. which is yeah. what the, the Finger, Finger Lakes, Lakes rely on. Yeah. Is, is all it all has to go toward now is is uh, um, services, ecotourism, uh, agribusiness. Yeah, that, that's where uh, and and so called like clean stuff like like sh- actually chip manufacturing like we're upstate New York is going hard on chip manufacturing yeah, yeah. Uh, and like all of that stuff um, doesn't need <laughs> this this fucking uh, a crypto mine either because they need the electricity for something else or it's uh, just um, uh, indirect competition with like having a nice. Uh, place people want to be yeah well they're also worried about pollution in the in the lakes yeah which is where like hundreds of thousands of people get their clean drinking water yeah and where tourists come to canoe and camp and finger (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm sure there's probably tons of fingering in the finger lakes yeah um (sighs) vacation's the time to do it so it's it's what do you guys think do you think kathy's gonna give a shit Depends well, on how much money she got. We previously <laughs> yeah. reported that she's received $30,000 from at least one crypto firm. Yeah. But that's a drop in the bucket. I mean, she's yeah. raised $31 million for her, that's fucking for her next campaign. That for is her so gross. election campaign. Yeah, that and is I, so gross. So that's a thousandth of the amount of money she's gotten. She can probably let them just, you know, go, you know, fucking kick rocks. I, I think she probably will sign this. I, I mean, I, th- I think if, if, if there's any sway um to the new york governor on cryptocurrency it's about keeping it uh like transactionable on like stock exchanges and stuff like i i think a lot of it would be more on like the finance side than the than the mining side uh because they want to keep it legal um to to like for as like a speculative asset yeah so i would expect you you could just that that lobbying money would go further in like Tennessee or sure or, or you know um Wyoming or something like that so yeah i don't know but there's also you know they did put a moratorium on new crypto mines which means that if this one closes yeah. they can't just replace it with another one somewhere else where the people are you know less complainy yeah um so i mean i the one thing that i think new york would be um the only reason i can think of that like people would want to specifically lobby new york for mining purposes is we have we actually have a lot of hydropower yeah which makes it fairly cheap we have a shit ton of natural gas yeah 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 and so it's um we we do have relatively cheap energy and if and if you can like get around taxes then it's actually really um uh, a lucrative place to to mine but yeah i i i what when isn't why why isn't like new hampshire getting it on this this seems like a perfect Yeah, a perfect thing for New Hampshire. Absolutely, like live fast, die young, and hard, or whatever, <laughs> whatever. The, granite in your face. What? what? Granite. Right. That's, that's the New Hampshire uh, slogan. Yeah, something, something about freedom to die. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are free to die in our state. Yeah, live fast, die young. Uh, um, 
bad girls do it well. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> Get that bag. Yeah. Yeah, no, crypto is so fucked, especially when it's tied to, like, natural gas. It's just, like, the, the, the basic argument is, like, we have a crisis of climate change and inequality. There's not enough of it. <laughs> right. We need to yeah, yeah. accelerate it as fast as possible. We need to find a way to take uh, uh, greenhouse gases and convert them directly to social inequality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, what's the fastest way you can take fossil fuels and turn that into wealth inequality? And it would, and it would, be, bit, it would be cryptocurrencies. Is, there's no faster, more yeah. direct way to do that. True this accelerationism. Converse, this conversation has made me want to look at my Bitcoin. Oh yeah, how are you doing? Uh, bad. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I was so I was given fifty five dollars in Bitcoin for somebody paying me for dinner once, and I've just kept it to see, and it is now at twenty eight dollars. Jeez. If so you if you it invested almost half. If you invested a thousand dollars in Bitcoin, uh, when um Matt Damon told you to in the Super Bowl, or was it like Fortune favors the bold or whatever? <laughs> uh, you would have like three hundred dollars now. <laughs> well, it, 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 he wasn't wrong. Um, the, the bold are the people that invested like 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah <laughs> so yeah. fortune no. did favor them yeah. and they fleeced a bunch of people. So yeah. good on them. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't lying. It's no. just like, don't follow that advice right now. <laughs> <laughs> he meant build yeah. a time machine, yeah. go back six years. <laughs> no, he's like, L- listen, I need fortune to further favor the bold uh, <laughs> yeah. who aren't you, but yeah. uh, please make this, uh, true. <laughs> that time of year again it is garden season uh uh garden uh the aesthetic of the turn of the 20th century it's oh a, it's yeah. a hot gilded age summer yeah we might say yeah there it is that <laughs> that, that one's better yeah so it should yeah, be a smash hit right yes i mean so we watched it it's it's fine sucks. it's fine <laughs> So, I mean, I'm a huge Downton Abbey fan. Like, I've watched yeah. the show many times. Probably, through, I've probably watched the whole thing through like three times. Um, and I was like hoping, you know, it's the same creator writer as, mm. as Downton Abbey. And I love like period dramas. Mm-hmm, I love the mm-hmm. costumes. Mm-hmm. I love the 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 class dynamics. Like, yes, it's all my favorite. Gilded Age was like I would give it in in the genre of like period film or you know historical. Um, drama, like probably like a five and a half out of ten. Okay, like, that's pretty a, high. It's a little, it's watchable. So, but anyway, they're coming back, and this time they're expanding filming to Albany and Cohoes. Yep. And apparently, the mayor of Cohoes is being very coy about where they're going to film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's in their music hall or something. Well, he won't say. Yeah, but, but everyone, it's probably in their, music hall. in their music hall. Um. So, yeah, look out for those calls for extras. They're probably already being posted. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. going to be using the atrium as their kind of home base again. David yeah. Bryce, quote, David Bryce, very excited. Very excited. <laughs> finally, something, finally something to do in this building. Yeah. <laughs> Someone is paying me rent in my dilapidated building that I refuse to fix. Yeah. Um, the, and there's going to be how many, probably like 30 tons of dirt just put on the pavement? Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. 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 Which is not historically accurate, Mr. Fellows. Okay, I have a message for Julian Fellows about uh, road treatments yeah. in in the late 1800s. It's just okay. it's laid, way, on, laid on us. Okay. okay, it's not it's not dirt. Yeah, there would not be dirt, uh, dirt roads on like a highly trafficked street in New York right? City. Yeah. it wouldn't be cobblestone either. It would be macadam. What? Okay. What is macadam? Okay. 
So it's it's a uh, it's named after a Scottish guy. Is okay. It's a Mac Adam. Okay, McAdam. It's called. So why is Macadam. it called Macadam? I don't. They should call it McAdam. Well, I, I think because it is it it's disrespectful. Well, well, because it, it got used in Paris a lot, so I think it probably got like. Of course, the re- French fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. Frenchified <laughs> the the word. Um, but it's mostly like compacted down, uh, like uh, uh, chips of like uh, a rock, like rock chips. Oh, interesting. They're like oh. packed down. Um, and, and, uh, uh, and if you, uh, uh, put tar on it, it will keep the dust down, which they're infamous for having too much dust. Interesting. So, you, so if you put it down, uh, the tar mac. <gasps> oh, wow. It's wow. Like okay. Tarmac. Wow. Interesting. It's, it's tarred macadam. You know, okay. you know, it's an interesting thing I found out about this period of time, like, you know, back when we had like the burden iron, we, uh, iron wheel and stuff, like yeah. the, but the, uh, the ironworks and the big water wheel that was in the river and stuff. Um, there was so much fucking dirt just out yeah. and about Everything. because they clear cut fucking everything yeah. because yeah. the colonists of this country had no fucking idea about ecology at all. No. And it was an infinite resource. They and thought like there would just always be more. And everything needed to be, it, the whole economy ran on wood, right? Yeah. Like everything was made of wood. Everybody burned wood. It was like how everything happened. So naturally like the wood that was around them just got totally sacrificed and mm-hmm. they had no, like either foresight or capacity to like maintain it as a renewable resource that their lives depended on. Yeah. And so like, basically if you look at like the lithographs of that era, like there are no fucking trees, like except explicitly like it put in certain parks and stuff where yeah. they would like respect it. And it was just like dust bully as fuck. Yeah. And which is crazy because like this area, if you just like don't clear cut it, is lush as hell. It's like the most like rainfall. Like it's, it's, a, it's a rainforest. Yeah, yeah it's a rainforest. Yeah, it's a like, temperate rainforest. And yeah. so, like you know, in the areas that this old industrial uh, activity took place, you can't recognize it because there's just fucking trees everywhere. Yeah, and there's like bush and like you know uh, grass and just like all this like green. <laughs> yeah, nature takes it over real fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like on the the uh, um, abandoned Uncle Sam. Like, which is now basically Prospect Park. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, that, that, faci- that, that facility. Like, you can still see, like, footings and, and foundations of buildings. Yeah. But it's just, like, everything is grown over it so, so completely. But, but like, yeah. sometimes but, in winter you can see something. Yeah, but the, the lithographs will be up from a hill. And it will just, you'll be able to see fucking everything. Yeah. Every single yeah. building, every single road, just, like, clearly cut as if it was put into, like, the Nevada desert. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, one spruce tree. <laughs> yeah. A single spruce tree. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask a question about the roads before we get too far from it? Yeah. Around Washington Park, Uh there are the cobblestones. Yeah. Are those what? So what's the story there? Cobblestones. Did they just never get McAfee'd or whatever? (laughs) Uh, Cobblestones aren't as good for uh, speed. So like, if you had like, so they were like the speed bumps of the horse and buggy era. So the thing about with a horse and buggy, right, is that the horse and buggy have opposite requirements for a good ride okay right like the horse right like the horse (laughs) needs something to dig its hoof into um and and a very flat surface is bad for that uh but with the buggy it's got wheels and you want the flattest surface smooth yeah yeah. that's why we do horseshoes right yeah yeah. so the horseshoes are to protect the horse for the smoother parts but um but it's still really bumpy if you do cobblestone so Makadam is supposed to be the 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 nice even point because it, it still has enough give because it's just rock shavings 
that the hoof can get into it, but it's also self-healing. Because it's got tar. Well, no, without oh. tar. Because rain will, like, because, yeah, rain will, oh. will move yeah. it. Will, okay. Yeah, we'll kind of, like, yeah, flatten it out. And you can just add stuff to it and pack it down. And, yeah. And it gets flat again. So how come Washington Park doesn't have... Well, because it's slower. Well, because it's it's like a slower residential neighborhood. Yeah, it was like the speed bumps. Yeah, they, they yeah. were they were to make it like. Well, I don't uh, think it's purposeful, is it? Well, yeah, yeah, to discourage yeah. high traffic. Well, it's not to discourage necessarily high traffic. It's just like it, you don't have to replace it. Whereas macadam, you have to keep healing it and okay. replacing it and stuff. It's not high traffic. Yeah, the but way because that, it's like... not high traffic, you're just like, well, let, 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 let's this low maintenance yeah. uh, road treatment They're doesn't need lot... the high speed. But down in the, in, in downtown, you want to be able to like move pretty quick and then also when you start having street cars move in this is much this is later right the uh um the little jagged parts of 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 cobblestones aren't quite as good although it's it's totally possible to do it and i bet it but, kept the dust down too yeah the, that's the bad thing about macadam yeah. and that's the thing that uh Haussmann and bonaparte uh and napoleon kind of like fought over was the dust in, really in paris yeah interesting when the dust it's, settled who won uh uh napoleon until you know, he he didn't, but but he was the boss, so he he got his macadam. Hell yeah, nice. Yeah. So, Mister Fellows, I hope that yeah. you're listening. I hope you're taking notes. Um, <laughs> we would like to see some macadam. Yeah, and th- this is corroborated season. by our um uh uh uh, uh, uh our our friend Mickey, who's a uh, he's a, an archaeologist, an archaeologist. Yeah. So he and we, we we both came up with that simultaneously. Also, it's true. We we true. we want it to be a period piece, so it's accurate. Yeah, digitally clear cut all of the greenery out, like <laughs> just digitally. Don't actually do it. Yeah, don't, don't fuck actually. our ecology. The digital up. stuff that they did for like behind the buildings and stuff where they filmed in Troy, the outside, it looks like dog shit. I mean, bad. it looks terrible. So if you could get on that too, I think that'd be. I, I bet the be season good. will look better because they won't be filming in the middle of COVID. I hope I don't understand how why it looked so bad. This is HBO. Like why does it look yeah. so bad? Yeah. Like you were able to put Daenerys Targaryen <laughs> on a on a dragon burning King's Landing down and it looked better than the fucking trees behind it you did know look really the, good. the building yeah. uh in your whatever. Yeah, do better. Do better. For, yeah. <laughs> for our prestige television pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so just uh, be ready to not be able to use downtown again. They're gonna film in Washington in a in a uh, Monument Square again. It's supposed to be between August first yeah. and thirtieth, I yeah. think. So yeah. yeah, it'll be another month of. It'll be good for the local businesses. I hope. I, I hope because oh, yeah, all the HBO yeah. freaks are gonna buy their expensive coffee and stuff. Yeah. yeah so I and, hope they. And if you do live in that area where they're shooting, um, here's here's a fun little game. Put some Easter eggs in. Yeah. Put some stuff in that like only you'll really know and have it be like odd and see if it gets into the final yeah, cut. Yeah, a little Starbucks cup. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, <like> a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just like, uh, t- you know, right into the show and be like, hey, at uh, uh, t- 12.56 on episode four, yeah. uh, that's my um, cat in the window. Or something. Or no, get 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 an Ironweed sticker in there. <laughs> oh, that, get, no, get that would be Get an Ironweed sticker in, in into the I think the it'd have to be a pretty big close up to see it. I just want to see the little green dot. Yeah, it's a little like neon green dot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we wildflower it up? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah let's do it. Plant it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
we uh, um, that that's that's an opt metaphor, Chris. It is because our wildflower today is that Capital Roots is unionizing. Whoop whoop! Yeah. About damn time. Yeah. Uh, so um, this is a, a press release from SEIU two hundred United. Capital Roots staff request voluntary recognition of their union with SEIU Local two hundred United. It would be weird if SEIU had a press release about someone looking to. Uh, request voluntary recognition with a different union. That would be yes, weird. that would be weird. Yeah. Over 80% of Capital Roots staff who work across the Capital Region to provide equitable access to fresh food and green space signed union authorization cards and requested recognition of their union from CEO Amy Klein. 80%? I, 80%. That's, man. I think it's actually higher now because, you know, you go public with people that you know are, are mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. for it and then, like, people surprise you. I think it's higher than this now. But, um, yeah, uh, there was a really good quote here from, uh, uh, the, uh, Cody Bloomfield, Capital Roots Volunteer Coordinator and Union Organizing Committee member. Uh, he says, quote, as a co-lead of Capital Roots Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee, I am thrilled to be organizing for improved working conditions. Like my coworkers, I love what I do, but I find the workload and pay unsustainable. Unionizing enables us to weave a foundation of support to more effectively accomplish the organization's mission. I absolutely view this as a positive step for Capital Roots as a whole. Hell yeah. Yeah. And Capital Roots, you know, is a, like, donation-based financial model, right? And so, like, as far as I can tell, there's huge community support for the unionization effort. And if that affects their bottom line or whatever, it's like, I think it's going to be even better PR for them to solicit more donations, like by having a unionized staff that like gets paid a living wage. Yeah. I mean, you would, yeah, like part of uh, the rating of, un- of, of NGOs, right, is if you go into like these different, there's these different sites that, that will uh, give you some key metrics. And one of them is how much of donations like go directly to the thing mm-hmm, instead mm-hmm. and i think this would actually probably help it that would I mean, increase like, it right? yeah well i mean like the staff overhead probably wouldn't make that number better but one uh, whatever but two like here's the thing right is that like you had your someone from your uh, like inclusion and diversity committee telling you that this is the important thing to do and of course right because like if you have if you're a company and come on it's an ngo's a company that just like immiserates its workers then like you're not doing the work that you said you're gonna do right he's like is that like the best case scenario is what you're just like helping people uh like do better than the people that you're even employing like i don't know i feel like if you're trying to raise people up the people that are doing the raising up have to be well off themselves because otherwise like or at least not, not struggling right at least not know, struggling right yeah, yeah they don't have to be rich right because then that's just charity but like you can't just like bring people into like a, an industry or a field and then be like well i mean it sucks here like you you're not gonna you know make a living wage doing farming or anything like that right you know like you can't you can't do that like it has to has to be equitable people do better work when they're when they're fairly compensated i mean that's that's the bottom line if you want your employees to do good work for you and for the organization and in the furtherance of your mission then they need to be treated properly they need to have an appropriate workload they need to have good pay and good benefits i mean there's just the it's you know there's a churn in NGO and nonprofit circles of just like people coming in and out and in and out. And a lot of it is because 
some of these most seemingly progressive organizations that are doing, you know, quote unquote, good, important work, social justice type work, Mm -hmm. treat their employees like absolute garbage. This is very common in these fields. Yeah. And so you end up just getting a, a very high rate of turnover. People burn out really quickly. And so, you know, I, I, to me, we don't, we don't know if they're going to voluntarily recognize this union or not yet. Um, they haven't, they haven't so far and we don't know if they will or not. But like, to me, if you have, if you are a mission-based organization that is trying to like lift people out of poverty or help get them access to resources that they otherwise can't access themselves and you're you're not treating your workers properly, Mm -hmm. then you are little more than like a veneer of positivity over any (laughs) any other corporate model. So yeah. And, like, and, and and if you can't uh, uh, get that done, then it's like, well, you know, if it, it, it because so much of this work is, is reliant on relationships, right, mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. of trust, then you can't have high turnover the way that bad uh, pay and benefits will guarantee, right? Because then you don't develop those relationships that actually create like good uh, work, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you, you have to have these people that are like satisfied, well, uh, like qualified for their job they get the money that that they deserve for having those kind of qualifications and they stick with it for a long time and they know that they can yeah yeah because anytime you lose an employee you're losing the institutional knowledge and the work that it took to get that person trained and knowing what they're doing and And the relationships that they made with the people that they're trying to ostensibly trying to help help. Yeah. yeah yeah and you know like capital roots has really good like pr to be honest you know like generally like nobody's like man fuck that place like it, it, the capital region community like supports them like, and they do like, good work i mean yeah you know, like you drive a the veggie mobile they drive yeah. a, like a, a truck around that just it's like basically like a grocery like the 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 um produce section of a grocery store like in a truck yep they also they, put fresh food in all the local bodegas yeah, yeah. Um, i mean you, like it could be it could obviously definitely be better i remember where we lived it was like a little refrigerator with like a granny smith apple and an onion yeah like like there's like like it could be better but it will be better but it wasn't always like that which means that people were buying it yeah you know Mm -hmm. like because i remember going into that place sometimes it would be full and other times it would be near empty and you know it's just you know like the idea that people should be forced to choose um a way uh like a job that can pay the rent in a increasingly unaffordable like downtown city where you know this work is being done and like serving the idealistic mission of these you know ngo things like that's a false fucking choice yeah (laughs) like and uh so yeah you know fuck yeah to, to this um union effort like I hope you guys uh, are able to be recognized, and um, I hope that the work that you're doing in the capital region is made sustainable, uh, because... It's important. Yeah. Yeah. And you deserve it. Absolutely. So, uh, there's a petition to sign on for support of this unionization. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll, put, I'll put that in the show notes. Um, you can yeah. send an email to um, Amy, Amy, and uh, Amy Klein re- requesting that they voluntarily recognize the union. Yep. So we will put that in the show notes. Um, it's super, super easy to do. You yeah. click the so, link, you put in your name. 30 seconds. Yep. Um, so yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ironweeds. Hell we yeah. hope you enjoyed it. We are coming up on our three year anniversary wow i mean incredible like we would be talking about you know um like getting married um maybe like one like being on the same health insurance program like if we were dating 
this podcast, <laughs> if, if it was dating, yeah, it would be things would be really getting serious now. We'd have, like, we'd have to have, yeah, like we'd be sharing yeah. family holidays, <laughs> like yeah. Um, so I think we have we don't have any solid plans yet, but we think what we're going to do is maybe a live stream. Um, so the anniversary is July second. That's a Saturday, so it would probably be July third. We will be uh hitting you up with details as we uh detail them. Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, the Phyllis Schlafly series is still fucking ongoing. Believe it or it's not, still like, rocks. Yeah, I am currently working on what has turned out to be a much too long episode that does a deeper dive into Phyllis's final book that she wrote, uh, which was on Donald on Trump. Donald Trump, yeah, and kind of studying it from like a rhetoric perspective, um, because that is my background is you know studying rhetoric, and so kind of digging into that and like doing some more fact checking which if you liked those parts of the main episodes then you'll very much like this upcoming bonus episode but the Um, idea is like how does this book influence people to vote for donald trump exactly and how well and like also how does it shift the frame of mainstream republican exactly right phyllis shafley was like the person who embodies the shift that has happened over the last several decades exactly um, so how does she make the extreme become mainstream? Yeah. And this book is, I think, a really good example of how that happened. As we were talking earlier, like the the era of the modern, the moderate Republican, Ova. like their star has fallen and been hit by a truck, much like Andrew Cuomo's. They so. all, yeah, that, that moderate Republican was almost hanged. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to hear the bonus episodes on Phyllis Schlafly, you can either go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash reaction podcast. You can also sign up for our $7 tier on the Ironweeds Patreon. It. Um, it's the best. Which we, gets you both. Best tier. Gets you both. It gets you all things reaction and Ironweeds in one place. And um, our Ironweeds uh, bonus episodes right now are about MK Ultra. We just finished one, and we're planning probably at least two more. At least two more. Um, so we'll be so those will be released, and the next one will probably be released in like a week and a half, maybe yeah. two weeks. Um, so yeah, we've gotten good response so far on the first MK Ultra episode, um, <laughs> <laughs> including being called Daddies and Mommy, which I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's beautiful. And we're going to play you out today with a Zombie Giuliani absolute banger, Chris. This is called Property, and it was uh, written um, uh, in the wake of the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Um, And it's all about justifying homicide in the defense of property rights. And we love to see that. (laughs) And in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Ironweedspod. Find us on Instagram. Ironweedspod. Send us an email. We always love hearing from you at Ironweedspod. At gmail.com. <laughs> me, 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 me. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye bye. And many more. <laughs> <laughs>